Hi, I'm Eric Dewey from the Socially Awkward Studios, Science and Beer, and Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. And you're listening to another proud presentation of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Check out more shows at foureyedradio.com. It's your good pal, Steve-O, from the 4i Radio Network. I'm here to talk to you about a wonderful designer we all know, uh, Revenge Lover. Illustrates and designs that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. And just do yourself a favor and tell them Steve-O sent you. I know it really doesn't count for anything, but, I mean, come on. Who's gonna, who are you going to trust? You going to trust somebody else? No, you're going to trust me, Steve-O. Because, face it, I'm awesome. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. You haven't been on the last two episodes. I I, I know. I'm terrible. <laughs> Way to make her feel bad about it, Eric. Jeez. No. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm Eric. <laughs> I am Eric. You maybe, I just, maybe I just won't come back now. <laughs> no, no, we need you. <laughs> we need you. You're an integral part of the show. You're the only one that keeps us in line. I don't know about that. <laughs> you sound so convincing. <laughs> The Turbo Lightning Cruiser. That's not a Zord. <laughs> it's not a Zord. <laughs> One of them from SPD is the Delta Command Crawler. How the f*** are you going to make a mix and morph out of that? That was the only one from Lightspeed Rescue Pyro Rescue 1. No, the one next to it, Max Solar Zord. Oh, that one's ugly. I don't count that one. <laughs> this whole contest is bupkis because the Ninja Wolf Zord is not on here. Shenanigans. They do have the wolf sword from Jungle Fury. No, the the it is the, 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 no. God, I'm are just... you serious? Artillatron from Turbo's on here? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Is this, this a joke? Hey, 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 hey! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Come on, this. Today on the Power Hour, episode fifty-two: Rangers going the distance. Recorded on September 28th, 2015. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Summer Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie B47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as the Cinema Slob. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. We're back and better than ever. Yeah. <laughs> because AP's back. I, I know. I make this show. <laughs> you do. <laughs> With Without you, we'd easily lose most of our audience. So that's, that's, I wish I wish that was true. <laughs> that's probably pretty true. We should like go back over the stats and figure out which episodes I was missing from and which ones have higher ratings, but anyway, Oh, I could anyway. I, I, wait, I have a whole list for that. Now I'm curious. <laughs> Let's see. RCPH episode count spreadsheet. I can't believe you're actually doing this. I, I am. Okay, well, episode seven was the first one that you weren't on, and it dipped 29%. Wow. This episode. Wow. When you came back, there was a 9% increase. 
Then you were gone for episode nine. The show increased 22%. But the next episode, you still weren't on. And then it decreased 14%. And then episode 12 for Kerrigan Mayhan, you weren't on. And it dipped 8.25% the previous week. There was a stretch that you weren't on from 15 to 19. And things held kind of steady. And then you came back for 20 for the post-PMC wrap-up. And our ratings went a 16% increase over the previous week. So basically, I make this show. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, my God. Okay, well, from this year, episode 36 you weren't on, and it decreased 23% from the previous. <laughs> and then episode 37 you weren't on, it decreased 33% from the previous Jeez. episode. Jeez. And that was our LexCon coverage. Like, I'm pretty sure this is all coincidences, but it's like <laughs> making my day right now. <laughs> and then more more recently, you weren't on for 43. It dropped 24% from the previous episode. Clearly the people want more AP. <laughs> episode 45, you weren't on, and it decreased 18%. <laughs> From the episode before, which you were on. So, basically, we just need her on all the episodes all the time. (laughs) Zach, if you want to feel better about yourself, uh, episode 47, you weren't on, but AP and Chris were. Mm -hmm. But we still dropped 12%, so... Yay! Hooray for losing! (laughs) (laughs) When both of you came back for episode 48, after the extra episode 7... Mm -hmm. Um, it increased 53% from the wow. previous week. Wow. <laughs> okay, so the formula clearly is it needs to be the three of us at all times. I'm yeah. still looking at so. the Megazord Madness thing. Oh, yeah. And I just yeah, came too. up with an idea, but I'll mention it in a little bit. So. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> well, speaking of Megazord Madness, we might as well get to it now in our news. So Megazord Madness officially launches October 5th which is a couple days after this episode airs. Uh, You can go to MegazordMadness.com. It was teased at San Diego Comic-Con this past July from Bandai. There are 80 Zords from all seasons, which will participate in the battle. The top five Zords will form their own mix-and-morph combination. Just some initial observations. Uh, Most of the individual Zords come from Mighty Morphin, there's some odd entries in here, too, like uh, the Lightning Cruiser is in here from Turbo, which is the Red Ranger's personal car. It's not a Zord. An Artillatron from Turbo, which yeah. is, like, nothing. <laughs> also, Ninjor, he's a sentient being that just happens to grow to large size. And the, um, and the only Zord from Overdrive on here is the Fire Truck Zord. But it is the only good Zord from Overdrive, so I still say this whole this whole contest is bupkis because the Ninja Wolf Zord is not present. (laughs) I will be abstaining out of sheer indignation. (laughs) Looking at this, I see that a lot of these choices are dinosaurs, like giant dinosaurs. So I'm thinking that we should just agree to vote for all of the giant dinosaurs. And we can call it the Kendall Zord. I like it. <laughs> vote for... Vote Kendall Zord. Yeah, vote Kendall Zord. 
God, there are a lot of dinosaurs yeah. on here. <laughs> so, like, all the single zords from MMPR and all the single zords from Dino Charge. Dino well, there's the Tyrannozord oh. from Dino Thunder. Okay, well then. And the Mesodon rover. Those two. And the Stegazord. And the Brachiozord. Brachiozord, yeah. There's a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. We just have... There's some themes. Like, you could essentially have a wolf zord with, like, the Jungle Fury wolf zord, the wolf cruiser from <laughs> RPM. They... Don't count. <laughs> they don't compare. They do not. Everyone knows that blue wolves are the best, obviously. Yeah, this is crap. This whole list. Yeah. Where do you see the Artillotron? It's the second one. Oh, God. <laughs> what? It's not really a... It's not even really a word. Wasn't it just the carrier yeah. thing? Yeah. Sure. Oh, God. Let's you know. Let's vote for all the carriers. Let's see them make something <laughs> out of that. Artillotron, the SPD crawler, the Mesodon rover. If you make the, the Brachiosaurus, all the carriers, or if you can make something out of that, Tor, Tor, the shuttle Zord, Titanus. It just forms like one big cluster. <laughs> if you use Tor and Titanus, their like long necks could be like really long arms. Yeah. For... Same with Brachiosaurus. Oh Lord. <laughs> Wait, Brachiozord and Titanus are the... It, we get some symmetry there. They could be the arms. Like, just Brachio arms. There you go. And the Delta Command Crawler could be, like, the middle. Like, the body portion. This is horrible. <laughs> well, we can all just agree to vote for the most horrible combination of swords. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they actually pair these up. Mm-hmm. If it's anything like the mess from Morphin Madness, it's going to be crap. <laughs> but we'll find out how badly it sucks on October 5th. <laughs> so, <laughs> next, the Lexington Toy and Comic Con convention. They've announced the Power Rangers guests, including Johnny Young Bosch, Steve Cardenas, Karen Ashley, Catherine Sutherland, and OMG, the full-time force team. Jason Font, Aaron Cahill, Dan Southworth, Deborah Phillips, Kevin Kleinberg, Michael Copon, all of them. That's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome, and that's why I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's PMC year next year, I'm like, I will drive seven hours to Lexington, Kentucky. Well, more power to you, sir. Oh, I just thought of something else that we might... Sorry to cut in there, but... I don't know if it's on here or if it's worth mentioning, but that whole like hottest female Power Ranger list oh, video the, that the, just came the, out. The watch, the you want to talk about that? I don't know. Is it, it worth talking about? I don't. I'll just say this about like any Power Rangers list. It's all subjective. Like no one's going to agree on anything. Mm-hmm. I hate it when people make these lists like they're the authority about it. it you're not the authority. That's just your one opinion. You just happen to be saying it to a very large audience. Mm -hmm. And not everyone is going to agree. Like, my top one hottest Power Ranger might be different from someone else's. It's all completely subjective. Yeah. Especially, like, rating seasons. I always hate when those come up. Because it's like, okay, but that's your opinion. Mm -hmm. You probably grew up a different time than I did. Watched shows early on than I did. Or something differently than what I watched. And it's like, it's, 
It's completely subjective. So yeah. pretty much generally goes for any top ten list. It's all subjective. Exactly. And I don't has, like it. Everyone them. has their own opinions, and making lists like that, you're never going to be able to agree with everyone 100% of the time. And I did go into the YouTube comments in that thing, and it's a complete disaster. Yeah, first the first thing you did wrong was going into the YouTube comments. Ooh, <laughs> um, they, like, a couple seconds ago, they just found uh, more of the new villain figures out in the wild. Oh, I don't even have them from the first one. They found uh, <laughs> Sledge, Sledge, Vivazord, Spellbinder, and Slammer have been spotted in the wild. God. I need to get Sledge and Vivazord because that's awesome. Sledge still looks like a big old brown mess, but yeah. But I mean, I still want to get him just because it's Sledge. Yeah, I do too. Oh man, those look so and good. And he comes with his gun. I can't even find the first wave of these. Like, what the? I can't. Damn find, it. I can't find any beyond like the Red Ranger, pretty much. So. <laughs> oh no. Except I already. Oh, and I have Blue Ranger, Pink Ranger, and Green Ranger. I'm probably never going to be able to find, like, the ones that I want later, but... Oh, man. This is from Mikey the Husky on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, he found some other uh, figures first as well earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's from California, so California seems to be in the first wave. But he's got a picture of Stingrage. Stingrage looks awesome. Ooh, I that looks like an incredible figure. I see that Ooh. one. Oh, that up. looks yeah. really good. I know, right? I mean, oh, wow. I guarantee, yeah. guarantee you people are going to be customizing the crap out of it. This is breaking news right on Ranger <laughs> Oh, so the description <laughs> the description for Sledge is, Sledge is a mean-spirited, foul-mouthed alien bounty hunter who will do anything to get his hands on the Energems because he knows that their powers will make him invincible, rich, and famous. Despite his ruthless character, Sledge's greatest weakness is his fiancée, Poissandra. Aww. <laughs> That's so awesome. I like that they call him, like, a foul-mouthed alien. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Oh, these look so good. The Vivazord looks really good. Yeah. It definitely has a lot more detail than I would have thought. They call- Okay, here's the description for Slammer. Slammer is a salty sea ship captain with the ability to trap innocents in a cage. He slings from his shoulder. The molding on these are really nice. Yeah, I, I'm really kind of glad we have villain figures again. Yeah, so if you can, try to find those villain figures because they look pretty sweet. Oh, I absolutely will. I'll get some more shop kicks and go to Toys R Us with my $25 gift card. <laughs> yep, promote that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I cut it. Cut it out for all. Uh, no, no, it's, fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just saying. So, Ooh, can I say the name? Can I say the name? I've been working on it. <laughs> okay. In other news, the 40th anniversary Sentai trademark maybe is called Dobutsu Sentai Georgia. Perfect. <laughs> and that's from Hika Ruan R from Ranger Board. So they posted this screenshot from this trademark website in Japan, but a lot of people are calling it fake now. So this totally might be false. Like just in one day, there's six pages of discussion of this on Ranger board. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are calling BS on it. It kind of sounds cool. 
apparently it translates to animal sentai juoja. Ju meaning beast and O or Oja meaning king. Because like in Kamen Rider Fies, they had Kamen Rider Oja. He was the king. There can be a Japanese pun uh, to include the jur from Ranger. It can mean Ju-Oja or the king of beasts, which sounds cool. It would be nice to have another animal-based Sentai. 10th anniversary of Power Rangers, which was 25th of Super Sentai, was uh, Wild Force and Gal Ranger. So they had a completely... they. I mean, they literally went wild with all the different animal zords. Yeah. That could be a cool thing to go back to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of it be, like people are just saying like, "Oh, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake." So, I hope it's not fake oh. cuz that sounds awesome. Oh, the last post in that thread from Dale's Dale's Apache said the name is true. Go to the official link and insert the code, which I guess is the trademark code. And he says, you will see. Hmm. So I'm going to do that right now. So if if that's the case, then hell yeah. That sounds pretty cool. I'm all for it. We haven't had a full-on animal series in a while. There were animal aspects in Go Busters, but that was more spy and tech-themed. Well, speaking of Go Busters, the name, Dobutsu Sentai, mm-hmm. that was the V-Cinema from... They were Dobutsu Sentai... Go Buster, yeah. I saw that V Cinema. Yeah, they definitely so put up more animals. There's yeah. another. There's already a Doboots sometime. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. We'll find out pretty quickly. I'm sure we'll have our first pictures by December at least. Well, in other news, if you're listening to this on October 3rd, because that's when we're releasing it, today is also the day that the 800th episode of Power Rangers is released. Woo! Woo! Yes, so Sink or Swim is the official 800th episode of Power Rangers. The Power Force actually got an email regarding this, and the email stated, We are so excited for the upcoming 800th episode of Saban's Power Rangers. We've seen some recent fan discussions about the 800th episode and wanted to clarify. Saban Brands regards episode 13, Sink or Swim, as the official 800th episode of the Power Rangers series, which will air on Nickelodeon Saturday, October 3rd. (laughs) So get ready to celebrate. It's going to be more phenomenal. So, yes. (laughs) And I I saw also there was, I don't know if it was in the Entertainment Weekly article, but I saw also that being at 800 episodes, this puts Power Rangers in the same vein as Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers long-running children's programming. It's one of the few children's television shows to actually reach that number of episodes, which is huge. Mm -hmm. That's pretty big. I don't think the episode is going to be any different in any way. I don't think so either. Um, It's going to be your standard fare. I think they saved the huge milestones for like 500 or... Mm -hmm. Yeah. 1,000. But but we'll get to that a little later because our main topic is going to deal with the longevity of Power Rangers and we're going to speculate how long it might last. So we're just going to talk about it. <laughs> but first, we are going to review the last episode of Power Rangers Dial Charge, which was episode 12, Night After Nights. Again, the show opens with the villains. I always love that personally. Mm-hmm. So Sledge is basically punishing Fury for his failure again 
in the last episode because he lost the Gold Ranger, he lost the Terror Charge Megazord. Sledge is pissed off because now he doesn't have a Megazord uh, to contend against the Power Rangers. Sledge calls on the new monster Bones to steal Fury's courage. This is going to be good! I've been waiting for my chance. (laughs) You shouldn't have failed me. But Master, remove his courage. No, don't! I'm your bravest soldier, Sledge! Time to lose your backbone! Please don't hurt me! Please! Wow! You make Big Brave Fury into a little scary cat! Stop looking at me! Do that to the Rangers, and let's see them crawl away in fear! With pleasure, Master! Personally, I think uh, Bones is kind of creepy. Yeah. But I really like his his costume design. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, this is the second monster to be named Bones. The first one was in Power Rangers, uh, Mighty Morphin. Oh. The Rangers are introducing Ivan to the command center. Riley and Kendall are explaining how the dino chargers work uh, with the weapons and the morpher. Tyler's having his moment where he's writing in his journal. He's still wishing that Ivan was his dad. Well, not not that Ivan was his dad. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were my dad, Ivan. <laughs> uh, then Shelby and Coda kind of tease him a bit, but they're actually giving him support, saying that they're going to find out what's happened with Tyler's dad, which I thought was a nice moment for both of them. Ivan's like, yes, I must be off. Well, it was a thoroughly entertaining afternoon. Perhaps we'll see each other again soon. Wait, whoa, 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 where are you going? You're part of our team now. I have not joined your team. I'm a knight of Xandar. When I pledge my loyalty, it is for life. I'm sorry, I cannot make such a decision so hastily. Wait, what? Decision? He doesn't have a choice. He is the Gold Ranger. Alien bio signs at the boat docks. We'll have to worry about Ivan later. Let's go. There's an attack on the pier, so the rangers get called out. It's a mostly original fight against Vivix, Poissandra, Kirio, and Bones. Ivan comes to the rescue, does this really cool, like, jumping blast shot. Riley is really impressed with his skills, but Chase is jealous. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I'm the hotshot. <laughs> So we get our obligatory hotshot mention for this episode, no. which is getting pretty annoying. <laughs> yeah. After that fight, they scare the monsters away. Then Ivan just pieces out again, is walking down the street. I thought it was pretty cool and a nice little touch that as Ivan's walking down the street, all the civilians that are also walking down the street are kind of like giving him weird looks and laughing at him. Because essentially, he's in his knight outfit. So it's definitely out of place. And I like that there was natural reactions to that from bystanders. Uh 
is this guy going to Renaissance Festival? What's this guy's deal? <laughs> but Shelby catches up with him and she tries to convince him to join the team. And Ivan tells her that the Rangers have to prove their worth. And she's angry because she says that, well, look, we freed you from Fury. That should be enough to prove to you that we're good. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, look, let me just show you the other Rangers. Let's just hang out a bit more. But in that time, Bones surprises all the guys captures them with this pretty weird looking like bone harness for each of them and then just steals their courage which i guess is represented by a backbone but it's more of like a sentai thing it's like Mm -hmm. you know it's a completely inaccurate (laughs) body part you know they're pulling out this huge bone which is kind of explained away by keeper later in the episode he calls it a symbol of their courage i don't think it's meant to be taken literally it's just maybe a form once the energy is converted or something bones steals all of their courage and they're running around like scaredy cats (laughs) ivan witnesses this and he's just oh they're a bunch of lily livered (laughs) (laughs) i love that line like i love whenever he uses all these different ancient terminology you won't be disappointed. They're as brave as any knight of Xandar. Your leader is fearless no more. Don't come near us. What a pack of lily-livered fools. What have you done to them? This isn't normal. I, uh... It's the Gold Ranger! We can't risk losing again! You're right! We already have four Rangers! Let's go tell Sledge how well we did! Brave as the Knights of Xandar. Mm-hmm. Wait! Shelby gets them back to the base. It was pretty funny. She's trying to jam them down the Tyrannosaurus mouth secret entrance, and they're all <laughs> super scared of it, uh, which is pretty hilarious. I think this was great acting from all four of the guys. Yeah. It was pretty hilarious. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm so used to Power Rangers overacting that. But this yeah, seemed, um, it seemed pretty much real. Yeah, real, but in a more comical yeah, twist. Yeah. I liked when the mouse came out of Coda's little cave room and he's like running out of there like, ah, oh, it's a mouse. <laughs> and credit to Brendan Mejia for his acrobatic skills because he literally jumps on a part of the set that one of the support braces and starts climbing up it to get away from this <laughs> CGI. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty hilarious. Ivan is now off on his own. He's visiting the city. He's amazed by cars, calling them metal monsters. He's totally impressed by this crossing guard that's actually played by the same actor who was Summer's butler in RPM, <laughs> Andrews. It's nice to see that guy back. So Ivan recruits this crossing guard because he's like, wow, you're able to tame these metal monsters. You know, I, you must come on my quest. And the crossing guard's like, a quest? I've never been on one of those. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty hilarious. Then there's kind of a little montage. Uh, they find this magician who is also a sword swallower. They're really impressed. Ivan's like, how would you like a real job? <laughs> 
Finally, to end the montage, an old lady that they come across who almost has her purse stolen, but she beats the would-be attacker with her own purse, and she's all in this motorized wheelchair. And I liked it because Ivan's kind of like looking at the other guys that he's recruited, and they're all nodding like, oh yeah, she'll be perfect. So so funny. So then we get this shot of Poissandra, Bones, and Kirio, and then we get this awesome background music. And then they all walk up to fight Bones. So the other two recruits are like this big tuba playing musician and a soccer referee. <laughs> and he he blows the whistle and's like pointing at the oh God, it was so funny. So Ivan announces that they are the Knights of Amber Beach. And then as soon as Bones summons the Vivix, all of them freak out and start running away. <laughs> and the old lady is just like, beep, beep. <laughs> She's backing up in her motor scooter. <laughs> You've got to be joking! Prepare to incur the wrath of... The Knights of Amber Beach! Vivek's rise! the wider shot and she's still rolling away (laughs) it was pretty funny because this actually got leaked on nickelodeon's uh, website the day after the gold ranger debut so this was when chris was still chilling at my place Mm -hmm. and i woke up sunday morning and i checked social media and everyone's like Hey, the next episode's already out. I felt like a kid on Christmas morning. I'm like, Chris, the new episode. Like, we were, <laughs> we're both up at the time. And I'm like, it's the new episode. And he's like, yeah, let's download it. This is going to be awesome. It's, it's funny because, you know, I also saw the leak and I was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to watch it. Well, I went to the Nick site on my computer and it did not recognize Comcast as being one of the cable providers. And I was like, well, that's that's weird. Why would it do that? And then I did it on my phone and my phone yeah. was like, oh, yeah, that's Xfinity right there. You can you can watch it. So I had to watch the episode on my phone. But I was like, I, all right, whatever, I guess. It's still a fantastic episode, even on your phone. Yeah, it, it really yeah. is a great episode. So to round this all off, back of the base, Keeper arrives from his, I don't know, his closet or whatever. I've come to you. He says that the monster didn't steal their courage, just a symbol of their courage. And that their courage is always inside of them. Then they realize that they have to help Shelby and Ivan because they're counting on them. Then they get their courage back. And I thought it was cool that it switched back to the battle with Shelby, Ivan, and all the monsters. And it actually showed their courage in the form of these bones actually flying out of Bones's container. That was something they didn't have to do. But it's a nice way to show them regaining their courage back. Mm-hmm. Ivan and Shelby get knocked out of their morph state. All the other rangers show up. Bones is totally mad that they broke his spell. And then we get the most awesome six ranger morph. I love that Ivan stepped up to the plate and 
It's that shot with the, where they all have their dino chargers doing the dino charge ready. It's from a nice low angle shot looking up at them. And we finally get a glimpse of Gold's morphing sequence. I like how it really fits with all the others. Even though it's wrist-mounted morpher, I thought it was cool that he's still doing the same poses and energize and all that stuff like they are. Really nicely done. Yeah. Then we get an awesome mix of original footage and Sentai footage in the fight. I really like the choreography with the Red Ranger did this one attack where he was like running on the ground and in this wide circle arc. And then he kind of launched up into the air using that momentum and did this kick. And it was totally a Power Rangers thing. Like that didn't happen in the Sentai. But it was such a cool effect. I love when... Power Rangers shows that the Power Rangers can do these really acrobatic and almost impossible moves. Yeah. You know, like 360 spin kicks that can go on for 10 mm-hmm. feet, that kind of thing. So I thought that was a nice a, a nice callback to that type of fighting. Yeah. Ivan gives one of his chargers to Shelby, and they're able to destroy Bones with a dual attack, which I thought was a nice way to kind of use that Kyoruger footage. And then Ivan gets his own dino drive mode, which looked pretty cool. They all get a transformation sequence for the dino drive mode, but it's basically all of them are in like a black, in front of a black background, and the armor just teleports on them. Mm-hmm. It's a cool looking effect. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a really neat megazord fight i like that ivan was the one taking charge he's like hey follow my lead rangers and really using the full capabilities of the terror charge megazord and then they defeat bones and then ivan is again explaining the story of how he got (laughs) i i feel like we've seen this enough but there was just a few little details during the fight when the energem was on the ground furies and ivan's swords clashed and ivan's happened to land on top of the Energem, but the energy traveled up Fury Sword, then got diverted into Ivan's, and that's how he was able to bond. And then it actually shows Fury using his power to trap Ivan inside of his body. And then it shows when that happened, the Energem bounces off Fury's armor and goes flying into the river, and then the prince. My only gripe with that is that. Why didn't Fury just go after the prince right there? <laughs> I don't know, maybe like kill all witnesses type of thing or, or something. But I mean, that's just a minor note. Because it's a little dark. Kill him, he's seen too much. <laughs> I want grim dark. No, no, I don't. But it's funny because he's about to explain what happened to the Energem with the prince, even though he shouldn't know that because at that time he was in Fury. But then (laughs) he's like, oh, here's a Bronto burger. He bites into it. I just love that exchange between Coda and Ivan. Like He's just like, Ivan's like, mmm, mmm. And then, and then Koda's like, oh, would you like to get the fries? And, and I was just like, mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure he doesn't even know what fries are. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, if it's as good as this, yeah, I want that. And then they're like, wait, you got to tell us the rest of the story. And I just thought this was so hilarious. He's like, oh, you know the rest. Uh, I was trapped in a monster for 800 years and he set me free. (laughs) I loved how he said that. He said it with like that kind of like that night charm. And he's like, oh, and then he set me free. Uh, And then he runs after Coda and is like, make it a double. So (laughs) I I thought it was just a great post-introduction to a sixth ranger. And I like that they're actually showing him 
acclimating to the world that he's in, which we only get a little bit of that with Coda. But I like that we have two Rangers that are out of time. Mm -hmm. So what are you guys' thoughts on this episode? I thought it was one of the best episodes like in a really long time maybe one of my top 10 episodes wow of, like power rangers as a whole i just thought it was really well-rounded mm-hmm. and it had really good funny moments and more serious moments and just the character development and everything and just the whole the way that it introduced the sixth ranger i thought that was really good yeah there was definitely a balance of action and humor there that i liked and None of the humor felt forced, which was nice. And the whole Knights of Amber Beach thing, a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at that and think it's maybe too wacky. But I thought that's kind of like classic Saban humor. It's funny imagery because of the situation that's happening. It was totally natural. And it's one of those things that's going to stick with the fandom. People are already talking about cosplaying the Knights of Amber Beach. That's a thing now. (laughs) Shout out to the crew at Talkin' Toko. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Chris is all all for that. Zach, what are your overall impressions? Yeah, again, just uh, agreeing with what AP said and what you said, you know, the action and the humor really helped make this episode awesome. And it was a good balance. And... I enjoyed it very much, and I hope we get more episodes like it in the future. Absolutely. Right now at 12, we're a little over halfway from the first season right now. I'm glad that they're getting that time acclimation stuff out of the way. This was a big thing. I'm sure we're going to have more of those awkward moments from both Coda and Ivan in the future as they discover more of this world, this future world that they're living in. But I'm glad it was just like... All right, focus for Ivan, but not only that, focus for Shelby, which was really good too, because she didn't want to give up on Ivan, and she really wanted to prove that the other Rangers could hold their own and were worthy about being a Power Ranger. Bone steals their courage, and the first thing that Ivan sees is all of them running around scared. That line, that they're lily-livered fools. It was <laughs> it was just great. That I think that's great writing. Yeah. Big shout out to to Chip Lynn. Not worshipping him. Just say, watch out, you're worshipping him. Any any other thoughts on this episode? I feel like it's going to be hard to top that one, unless it just keeps getting better. I think it's just going to keep getting better. I think this whole season is going to be really good. And supercharged. (laughs) But we'll get there eventually. In regards to our earlier news segment about the 800 episode, which, as you guys are listening to this on October 3rd, I thought it would be nice, since we kind of reached this another milestone, to talk about Power Rangers' longevity as a franchise. Right now, it's a pretty long franchise. 22 years? That's pretty huge, like for any TV show. But can Power Rangers stand the test of time going forward. First, I I just thought, like a little side note, I think it's kind of funny that the 100th episode of Power Rangers was in Mighty Morphin Season 2. The 500th episode, Legacy of Power, was in Dino Thunder. And then Dino Charge has the 800th episode, and they're all dinosaur seasons. Like, I know that has to be pure coincidence, (laughs) but it's kind of cool that these particular milestones are in these seasons. Right now, as it stands at the current rate of 22 episodes a year, to reach the 1,000th episode of Power Rangers... Uh, will be nine years from now. 
in 2024. Wow. <laughs> which is one year before SPD happens. <laughs> With Sentai's 40th anniversary, which is actually next year, their 2000th episode will air that season, which is mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. But they get to these milestones faster because they consistently have 45 to 50 episodes a year. Mm-hmm. The 25th anniversary for Power Rangers is scheduled for August 28th, 2018. And the 30th anniversary will be in uh, 2023. So we'll get our thousandth episode just after 30th anniversary. Sentai's 50th anniversary will be a couple years after we get our thousandth episode in 2026. And I want to think about how old I'll be (laughs) then. So... (laughs) I'm just curious as to if or how they will touch on the seasons set in the future, like SPD. Like, will they touch on that when the series actually reaches that point in time? My guess would be no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not expecting it, but I'm just like, if they do, I'm like wondering... It would be a nice nod to maybe see that happen... Maybe they referred to New Tech City or or something, and they kind of acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. That would be nice, but that's so far in the future just from right now. I mean, it's mind-boggling to think that Power Rangers will reach a thousand episodes, but then again, in in 93, was anyone thinking that it would reach 800? Mm -hmm. No. 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 (laughs) (laughs) They were not thinking that. Nope. I want to ask you guys, considering these dates, like the 25th anniversary, the 30th anniversary, the 1,000th episode nine years from now, if they stick with Nickelodeon, I don't see them doing that. And that's another thing to consider. Nine years? Just think of the past nine years for what's happened in television. Like, streaming has become huge. Ratings mean a lot less than they did. AP, you can probably speak a lot more to that. Yeah, like you said, with um, streaming, like Netflix and everything, just ratings don't mean as much, especially with all the different legal and illegal avenues that you can Mm -hmm. watch things. Even television shows are counting those illegal downloads as part of their views. Yeah. Um, they're starting to take that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they, they do too. keep track of that. Like, not offic- not technically, like, officially, but they do, yeah. they do watch that. Yeah. Who even knows what the next nine years of television is going to bring? And, I mean, we can speculate, but just from the past nine years, uh, even in Power Rangers... Five years ago, we didn't even know if Power Rangers was even coming back as a television show. Mm-hmm. We certainly don't know how Saban's going to keep track of it, but do you guys think we're going to reach a thousand episodes of Power Rangers? Do you think it it can go on for another ten years? I feel like as long as there's Sentai, mm-hmm. there will probably be Power Rangers. Unless it somehow just does not become profitable at all. I can see that. I can see Saban, if toy sales dip or mm-hmm. below. I can see that happening. But then again, I don't know if Bandai will allow sales to get that bad. Because even in the worst sales history the past couple of years, at least with Sentai and Power Rangers, and it's grown. Like I think Samurai was a huge success for mm-hmm. Bandai America. But it definitely ebbs and flows. I heard that Ninja isn't doing so hot toy sale-wise, even worse than Tokyo. And Tokyo was a pretty low point. But every time there's a Bandai financial report, there's always this strategy they mention to, oh, boost sales, to, you know, keep it going. 
here's the brand strategy for North America, like that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. As long as this is a profitable business, Power Rangers is still, it's a show. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a huge toy commercial. Mm-hmm. And, Just like Sentai and Kamen Rider. Yeah, and I could see them maybe, even if Nickelodeon drops them, I could see them maybe moving to Netflix, considering that all of the other seasons are, are on, on there. there. Yeah, I could see that maybe happening. Wow, wouldn't that be crazy? Because I know Netflix likes to drop whole seasons at once. Mm-hmm. How crazy would that be if we just got, boom, here's a whole Power Rangers season That'd be awesome. in one go? That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> It would be pretty cool, but then it's like, how do we pace ourselves as fans? Well, they, they, um, they did that one show, that awful show, that um, oh god, that between, they did that. Yeah. They did that weekly. Yeah, they did that once weekly. Yeah, you're right. They could do that weekly, and wouldn't that be awesome if Power Rangers went to Netflix or some other exclusive type of streaming, mm-hmm. and they're no longer constrained by Nickelodeon's. 22 episodes a season and maybe we'd get like 45 episode seasons of power rangers Mm -hmm. again then there you go there's your full year with a couple breaks for weekends yeah like we originally got back in the day yeah which would be cool for a weekly show then we'd have so much content to talk about (laughs) (laughs) there would there would be no hiatus i think that that's the beauty of it i think the future with nickelodeon i can't see that going for another five years it's too restricting every hiatus the trend for the ratings gets lower and lower and i know we just said that ratings are less of a factor nowadays but it's depressing to see those numbers. Yeah, you, you still can't you still can't ignore it, even though they don't technically mean as much. You, it still does mean something, right? So. And it, it means that people aren't watching after a hiatus, especially kids. It's like they forget it; they move on. Yeah. When you when you do a four or five month hiatus, what else can you expect? Yeah, and then just whole um, Nickelodeon's advertising method for this show it's terrible no one knows when it's coming back nickelodeon in general is doing terrible though so oh is it yeah like their their ratings are not that good anymore like across the board wow well i know they're doing that new um was it splat yeah that splat network thing which it's not even an it's just a programming block i was looking at it and people are treating it like like, oh, it's this huge thing. I'm like, no. it's the same shows from Teen Nick. Yeah, it's literally that, the exact that, same thing. That they show from, like, the 90s or all that mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's like, I saw the commercial where I'm like, okay, yeah, there's Hey Dude. Okay, <laughs> there's Classic Rugrats. There's yeah. all those shows. There's nothing different about it. They're so desperate for ratings that they're doing that, though. So that should tell you something. There's a lot that can change. Who knows if Sentai continues? Well, we can't really speculate from that. I mean, because next year they are hitting 40 years for any TV show. That's pretty huge. Yeah, It's such a staple, too. Here's another thing to consider. I don't picture it doing so well, but if the power rangers movie does well then maybe they would continue it in that form or would they would just make their own tv show without sentai input if that did end before they were ready to end power rangers Mm, i see what you mean yeah yeah because we still got the movie 
for not for another year and a half essentially mm-hmm. so the brand's gonna at least continue until then <laughs> and uh, yeah if if that movie takes off who knows what saban brand strategy is gonna be mm-hmm. i can see the darkest timeline where it's just mmpr nostalgia just uh, uh, you know what's gonna happen yeah. you know it's just gonna be we know it's gonna happen energy. it doesn't mean we have to like it <laughs> any other thoughts regarding the longevity of power rangers if it can last, in at least the current TV landscape. I think that if it does keep going, it mm-hmm. needs to continue to put more real-world stuff into their storylines. A little bit more current event-type stuff to ground mm. it a little bit better. Okay. if you watch like other kids' shows, like live-action kids' shows, they mention more stuff like that. And Power Rangers, it's, get, get, it's, getting, back, me- it's getting back into the whole pop culture mentioning things and... Um, okay, just referencing yeah. like real life and everything, but now what are you talking about? Terrorist stuff or like, no, no, or, or like no, no, real no, no, world? No. Like... I mean, just like pop culture references. Um, oh, okay. Like just basic, basic current events, maybe. Well, I know bullying's still a big thing, but like less lesson of the week and more like, oh, hey, um, this guy's president and dumb stuff just to oh, just to ground okay. just to ground it more into reality a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Which, I mean, for really young kids, then you're really selling it. Like, hey, Power Rangers, that's really happening. You know, there's real Power Rangers. I mean, still, kids still get that feeling. Even when they see actors, it's like, oh, you're <laughs> you're the Red Ranger. Oh, my God. <laughs> Little kids get freaked out and nervous. And yeah. and yeah, yeah, you're right. Less of lesson of the week and more natural lesson learning, yeah. which I think Dino Charge is better yes. at than let's say megaforce where megaforce that whole like dc any tears bully episode it was just slapping you over the head yeah. with don't be a bully it was so bad and it was just there wasn't like one pop culture reference in those two years at all was there no i don't i don't think but so but then in dino charge we get like a ghostbusters mention and then we just got something else not long ago but i don't remember what it was even the whole real world situations like paparazzi showing up for a prince and princess mm-hmm. th- that's something that would happen yeah and reality tv oh it's glitz world stuff that really happens in real life and like, not re- like like real consequences for your actions like how they yeah. pretended to be prince and princess and then the real one showed up and he was like how dare you and <laughs> yeah yeah he's like Hey, you guys were in this magazine. This is bogus. You're making our country look bad. (laughs) I'm going to take all this crap back. (laughs) That's something that would really happen. Well, maybe more, you know, litigious (laughs) consequences, but still. Pretty much TV in general has moved on to less episode of the week and more serialized serialized storytelling. Yeah. And I'm glad that Power Rangers is doing that again. We've had that in the past, like things like Time Force, SPD to to an extent, mm-hmm. RPM. That's just good television. You're telling an overarching yeah. story, threads that continue. And we barely got any of that with Megaforce. Mm-hmm. Vrak was pretty much the only consistent in both seasons. And he was the best part of Megaforce. <laughs> but yeah it's just there was no consequences to well samurai to an extent the samurai also had an overall arc but i think the majority of complaints from fans is more that it it just followed the sentai too closely Mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. To its detriment, because Shinkenger was very Japanese. And it just felt weird to see these American kids <laughs> do kind of Japanese culture stuff. Uh-huh. It, it just it didn't work. But yeah, Dino Charge, hey, they're working flipping burgers, literally. They're post-high school teens. They're chilling at the club, yo. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But no, I, I, I get what you're saying. So you want Power Rangers to be more, at least have more pop culture references. Yeah, just yeah. basically just fit with the current landscape of television well, a little oh, bit more. Yeah, and Tyler taking selfies. Selfies are a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Bye. Knew <laughs> 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 yeah, that was coming. Well, by the time this episode airs, just a little side note plug. We Love Fine design contest is open for rating. I've got two up. I've got the Dynamite selfie with the red Dino Rangers and tires using Dino Thunder Red's Terreno staff as a selfie stick. And then I got an update. It's 136 heroes, so Mighty Morphin all the way to Dino Charge. So vote for them and... Let's get my host some legacy helmets. (laughs) Yes, please. Yes. All right. Let me read this uh, mid-roll ad. So for you listeners of Ranger Command Power Hour, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph for your free audiobook. I actually have a a recommendation this time around. Then go ahead. So for the last month or so, I've been heavy into Parks and Rec. And one of the characters, Ron Swanson, played by an actor, Nick Offerman. Well, Nick Offerman wrote a book. And it is available as one of the free trial books. And it's oh. it's called Paddle Your Own Canoe, One Man's Fundamentals for Delicious Living. And basically, it's kind of half biographical, half advice about just living your day-to-day life. And it, it's it's a fantastic listen. Uh, Nick Offerman himself uh, narrates it. And oh, that's awesome. his voice is just, it's perfect. And he tells these great deadpan humorous stories from <laughs> his youth when he was growing up in a small town, Manuka, Illinois. And <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic listen. So I, I highly recommend that book. Oh, awesome. Thanks, Zach. Because I did not have a recommendation this week. Yeah. <laughs> so... So thank you for that. I got you back. Yay. <laughs> now we are moving on to our, well, actually, no. To continue the discussion uh, about Power Rangers longevity, uh, we're actually going to hear what our listeners thought uh, with our Ranger Nation Answers question, uh, where we ask, how long do you think Power Rangers will last? So on Twitter, uh, Teresa uh, at FETG17, she was on our show a couple weeks ago, uh, she said, until there will be kids and until adults want to collect their collectibles like someone I know, <laughs> wink, wink, which is me. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's her way of saying it's going to go on forever. Yeah. Like, that there will always be kids and yeah. to buy the toys and hopefully watch the show. Chris Lee at Chris Lee 12 said, I think the most realistic answer is as long as it's still profitable. Hopefully that won't be a problem for a long time. The Ranger Talk at The Ranger Talk says, until JDF does something where the hits the fan and someone gets hurt and the media blows PR to the space dumpster. I'm going to have to negate that because (laughs) earlier this year, Rick Medina defended himself 
which ended up to someone dying, and we kind of forgot that, about that it. Kind of, that blew up everywhere, too. Mm-hmm. It blew up everywhere, but did it affect the show? Nope. Not really. Yeah, it didn't, but with all due respect, Rick Medina is not Jason David Frank, if you catch my meaning. Oh, yeah. I see. Oh, yeah, if JDF does something. Because JDF or, or he's, is, is the face of Power Rangers. our constant objections. Like, if people see a picture of him, they think Power Rangers. They don't yeah. see a picture of Rick Medina and think, oh, that that guy. Like, <laughs> n- nobody knows who he is, so, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair, fair point. RJ Sills, Uchihabro 77 at Anime Rednet 96 said, until this fandom completely ruins it for everyone, you know we will. We ruin it for fellow fans. Why not for kids too? Ouch. But, <laughs> Which, wow. I mean, that's... No. But the, thi- the thing is, that's not a thing. Yeah. The fandom isn't ruining the enjoyment for kids. I don't see how we could. No. The kids don't pay attention to quote unquote the fan yeah unless, that's true unless there was some kind of like new technique that they did where the fandom gets to vote on which episode comes next or no nope, what we do in each episode don't... unless that happens i don't yeah. think we could ever ruin it for anyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we may ruin the enjoyment for ourselves But not kids. (laughs) Dragon Face Fan Club at Carrie Clan said, I think PR will last until Super Sentai ends. We have the technology to actually do it, or the world ends. One of those. (laughs) (laughs) We have the technology to do it now. (laughs) No, it's just the expense. I I think he means the technology to actually make Power Rangers. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So in 2025, yeah. We we just tap into the morphing grid. Exactly. Hey, if that happens in my lifetime, sign me I up. I call dibs. That. I call dibs on morpher. <laughs> Ditto. We will be the first rangers. Yes. The ranger. Why the hell not? Ranger command. Ranger command rangers. Because he says global defense like a fit woman and two schlubs in span. Hey. <laughs> Is this a joke? Well, I didn't want to be rude to you. I was just saying you are you are in much better physical shape than either myself or Eric. No offense, Eric, but it's true. We're both big guys. Son of a! <laughs> you showed up to my house wearing half of a, a morph suit <laughs> because we didn't want to put the whole thing on. It was hot. Oh I couldn't gosh. see. Not because it didn't fit. Uh-huh. Although it really doesn't fit because of the shoulders. <laughs> and I'm six two. Whatever. Oh, hey, spandex stretches, my friend. Uh, Read your next thing. <laughs> Move on. Uh, Sentai 5 at Sentai 5 says, Hopefully till the day I die, I'd love to be an old fart watching a children's show about <laughs> teens fighting monsters in spandex. Hey, speaking of spandex. <laughs> we're never moving on. Get over it. <laughs> Tyler Bozetsky at Tucson PR Zealot says, Probably for another 20, it'll probably be canceled again. But someone will probably buy it before that happens. It's one of the only two big shows from my childhood. The other being Thomas and Friends. And that's still going on. Mr. Mike at M. Lundstedt said it will last as long as Saban can make a decent profit from investing in it. It's pretty much the truest statement (laughs) (laughs) entirely on this. Yeah. The snarkiest Sean at Snarky Sean says, as long as there's Sentai footage to be adapted, Power Rangers will likely continue on or go out with a bang. 
Honestly, it could go on forever. The second Batgirl at the second Batgirl said, as long as the toys sell and there's Sentai footage they can use. Kickback at uh, Rankle said, if our options are a Ninja or Tokyo adaptation, then it's lasted too long already. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Tokyo wasn't bad. Yeah, it's trains. Um. <laughs> it was a fun, unique theme, and the cast was likable. I like Tokyo. Have you seen? Which has have you seen no... Amtrak? Um. <laughs> I've ridden on Amtrak. Okay. <laughs> God. God, we're going off the rails here. Um, <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even realize. Oh God, help me! All right, Mighty Number Two Three Three Nine Nine at Armorhide TN says it will, and two years after Super Sentai, or when kids stop liking toys altogether. I don't think kids are ever going to stop liking toys. DJ Monkey Ranger at Monkey Ranger said, at least until parents get so uptight that even Sesame Street is deemed too violent. If it gets to that point, that's a world I don't want to live mm-hmm. in. That's the grim dark that future. Is, when that is the darkest timeline. <laughs> Cody R. at Spidey Nerdo said, I'd say until the toy sales become unprofitable or the Sentai ends, whichever comes first, but hopefully it never ends. Luke Early at Undead Number 9 says, Hopefully forever, but realistically when it's not profitable or footage ends, unless they come up with their own without Sentai. Lucky Akaza at Tokyo to go said, It'll last as long as there's imagination and joy in the world. Or tell Sentai ends, and who knows when that will be. Fairy work at Fairy work? I, I don't know how to read this. <laughs> So in in P- Pinkie Pie is one of the My Little Ponies and uh, okay uh, okay okay yeah okay uh in a Pinkie Pie voice forever <laughs> and, that's actually uh, pretty close <laughs> okay Brony <laughs> in a normal voice if it survived Mega Force with the fandom relatively undamaged it can survive anything and then Togi to go Sentai will end when the Japanese run out of imagination and there's over 600 Pokemon to prove they won't ever <laughs> <laughs> Solomon D at Solomon underscore D says numerically I'd say another 20 plus years as long as they stay engaging plus their nostalgia will last forever well, yeah, we've got 20 years of nostalgia with MMPR. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jacob Harmon at Jake Harms said, I could see it staying alive for a long time, but it's going to die out, change networks, and repeat that process. Ryan Cox at Ryan Cox 20 said, I think if the movie does well, I say it goes another 15 years, but other than that, I'd say 10 years tops. At least then we'd reach the 1,000th episode. Yeah. Joshua Aaron Moore at Kentucky Jam says, I think the brand is entrenched in time forever. The show in some form or another will outlive me, I think. I'm 24. If Super Sentai were to end, I think Saban Brands would still find a way to churn out a profitable show to help sell toys. Animation is always an option, although the show would lose a lot of its charm if that model were to be used, in my opinion. I believe they were kicking around the idea of uh, animated Power Rangers mm-hmm. a few years ago when uh, when it went off the air. Yeah, Doug Watchin at Doug Watchin <laughs> said, "How crazy is it to say as long as Sentai at this point? I know it's optimistic, but it survived a full generation now. Even MMPR's youngest fans are at a point where they can bring their kids up with the new series and spend that cash." 
Jez at Mighty Jez said, for as long as it remains cheap to make, not sure Saban would foot the bill if Super Sentai ended. I think he might if it were cheap enough where the toy sales were still greater than making the yeah. show. Like that's If it was profitable to do so, mm-hmm. then yeah. they probably would. Joshua Perry at Rider Ranger 335 said, as long as JDF lives. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Power Rangers outlives JDF. Yes. <laughs> I hope it outlives all of us. Joseph Sands at Bad R Piggy. As long as it takes for Bandai to force Saban to make Common Rider because that sells more toys. Yeah. Yeah. That Power Rider trademark died out pretty quickly, Uh so I don't see that happening. (laughs) On Facebook, Robbie Eleanor said forever. LOL, if they keep bringing in new kids while still cashing in on nostalgia, I think it could last for many, many more years. So Fernando Loyola says, I would hope for a long time, but with the last two horrible seasons of Sentai, in my opinion, it makes one think if the English adaptation is even possible. That's kind of harsh. I mean, I don't get the hate for Tokyuger. I really enjoyed it. Uh... Yeah. It, it's trains. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would be a huge hit here. No. I, I think they could find a way to make it work. I, I honestly think that. Like, so... the United States is known to have a terrible mass transportation system, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A show about a That's mass true. transportation system would just be about a whole bunch of failures all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the Rangers oh, no, we did <laughs> We don't make it to our stop. <laughs> we can't fight the monster. Oh, no. So, I think the consensus is that it's going to go on for a long time. I think if it can survive a cancellation like it did back in 2010, and survive Disney canceling it. Like, Disney's huge. I mean, right now they're bigger than than they've ever been. I mean, if it can survive a cancellation from Disney, I think we're doing pretty good. Glad to see that a lot of our listeners agree. Mm -hmm. So now, to round off the episode, to finish us all up, uh, we actually have some questions from Ranger Nation, and you can go to askfm slash ph and ask us any kind of question. And Excel Hedge, uh, one of our listeners, he actually asked three questions. First, what are glaring plot holes in the overall continuity of Power Rangers that still bother you? I'm going to go first. What the hell is up with Thrax? <laughs> <laughs> I think he is the biggest plot hole ever, <laughs> at, for, at least for a villain. Because it's like, he even did the same thing as, as Rita. He was in a space time story. He's like, oh, after 10,000 years, I'm free. And he was supposed to be Zed and Rita's son, even though they weren't together 10,000 years ago. It's just, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest glaring plot hole that I could come up with. Right. Putting aside the putting the aside the, the fan headcanon stuff we came up with, but Right, right, right. No, this is like straight up continuity yeah. of characters. The one that bothered me at the time was End of In Space, Zordon says only the good energy from my tube will wipe out all <laughs> evil in the universe forever. And then Lost Galaxy happened and we get evil again. <laughs> I, yeah. I I feel like that could be explained, though. It no. could be, but it hasn't been. <laughs> this is true. Well, in Lost Galaxy, they were in another galaxy. Yeah, true. But then Lightspeed Rescue, and then demons. De- and, yeah, which were sealed away. Time Force. They're from a future. You could argue that every other villain that came yeah. after that's not from this world. 
Grom is from another galaxy. Mystic Force is more magical, so they might have a magical barrier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could, you could argue any of that. Excuses, excuse. <laughs> it's pretty much, yeah. Yeah, uh, AP? Um... Something that still bothers you in the continuity. What happened with Kelsey and the astronaut? <laughs> I was what actually, actually going to say that. <laughs> but more of like a joke because I honestly can't remember any plot holes that really bother me that much. You know, maybe you just don't care enough. That... No, I'm, I like I I care, but I mean, none of them. Really, you can really explain away anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like you really could. So it doesn't bother me that much. No. Nothing does. I I don't exactly expect like extreme continuity with this show. So yeah, but when we do get nods to continuity, I think it is nice. Yeah. Even in Super Mega Force, I love that Casey came back, and even Jaden came back. I was like, oh hell yeah! Like any time that like that, that mental Jake came back. Over. Yeah, even Mentor G, I was like, what's up, dude? Like, you got your Harley, you're still going at it. Nice. That's cool. Even when we get continuity nods like that, and even the inner gems coming from the same type of comet, in a way tying that with Dino Thunder, because the Dino Gems also arrived with the same meteor strike that killed off all the dinosaurs. And in Dino Charge, we kind of get the explanation for that. That was Sledge's collection. So the Dino Gems could have been in there. So when we do get continuity nods like that, I love it. I can forgive a lot of plot holes, but God, whenever I see Thrax, I'm like, what were they thinking? <laughs> that was pure nostalgia bomb. Right oh, there. here's a plot hole. How oh. how did Dana go from paramedic to doctor within a span of a couple of months? How did that happen? I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want that to be explained to me. <laughs> Where did her medical degree come from? Is she qualified to be a doctor? I don't think so. Well, in that case, how did Tommy Oliver become a doctor? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. How did that happen? I'd like to know that, too. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Which villain from the past would you bring back to star in a new series? You mean one that hasn't been destroyed already? Zeltrax. No, not Zeltrax. What's his face? Mesogog? Yeah, it's him. Oh, hell yeah. Oh my gosh, the dinosaur took him over again. What do we do? We gather all the rangers to help. Um, That'd be awesome. I would like to see uh, Lord Zed bust out of that ascot-wearing tennis dude from Countdown to Destruction. (laughs) 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 No, no. Like type stuff. (laughs) What? That's terrifying. Yeah, it, like, it is. It's yeah, horrible. alien style, just out through the chest. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> oh my god! There'd be news stories everywhere about all these kids having like terrible nightmares. <laughs> that was my joking answer, but I don't. I don't really know. Maybe Lo- Lothor, because he technically just went into some magic pit. <laughs> like he could come back. That, oh, that might be a good tie-in to the new, uh, like, a Ninja adaption <gasps> adaptation. Lothor's what back. What if Lothor came back? Oh, my gosh. They need to assemble a new ninja team. Petition time. Dun, dun. Petition time. <laughs> Change.org. Let's do it. Yeah. Zach. Eric, you took mine. I was totally going to say Lothor. You can still say Lothor. <laughs> I, yeah, I just love the idea. Because, first of all, the character and the actor 
that is a fantastic role for that actor, uh, whose name, I'm sorry, escapes me right now. And he's still active in Power Rangers because uh, he was in Samurai as, like, the master of that Western gate or whatever. Yeah, him, him as Lothor, you could just tell he was having so much fun with that role. Absolutely, he was chewing every scene. Like, I would love to see more of that. That that yeah. so that is definitely what I would like to see: the return of Lothor for the Ninja adaptation. Because Ninja, if I'm correct, really doesn't have a recurring villain. They like they're still trying to wake up their master or whatever the f. Yeah, yeah. Right now, the villains include the the main villain's wife, and then like one of his council members. And, like, they're all trying to gather enough fear to wake up and revive the big head honcho bad guy. That just sounds like a perfect excuse to bring back an American-made bad guy. Doesn't it? Much like Sledge. I would love to see Lothor If Sledge back. dies this season, I want him to come back right after. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last question from Excel Hedge is, lastly, do you think it was a missed opportunity that neither the Sentai or Power Rangers brought back the Psycho Rangers for Megaforce. I'm going to say this right now. I do not think it was a missed opportunity because they were in 10 episodes of Power Rangers in space and Lost Galaxy. Mm -hmm. It ended on a strong note with the power of pink. Kendricks sacrificing her life to destroy that freaking sword that Psycho Pink dug up. So I'm going to say I don't think it was a missed opportunity I think the Psycho Rangers, that whole, every episode they were in was handled well. They ended the Psycho Rangers. They're gone. I don't think it was a missed opportunity to bring them back. Mm -hmm. Especially because there was no Sentai footage to support them. (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, with the season headed by Zakor, you're not going to get much else. What do you guys think? I agree. Yeah, that sounds like perfect reasoning to me. Yeah. All right, awesome. That's about it for us. Uh, hopefully Power Rangers goes on forever. I think it'd be cool to introduce my future children to <laughs> this amazing franchise. <laughs> but they can't touch my stuff. Did we ever talk about when the the new Power Rangers comics release date? No, we didn't. <laughs> Splice it's, that in. <laughs> it's going to be January. Yep. Aside from that amazing glorious cover art i'm not really expecting much yeah i'm just not like i i know it's a new a new company that's dealing with it but that paper cuts that was so rough to me it's just gonna be more mighty Morphin. like yay Mm -hmm. Uh i'm i'll probably pick up a collected edition or i'm sure the power force will send us a free sample I'm sure Saban Brands will to promote it. Mm-hmm. And if they do a free comic book day thing next year, I'll get that. But I didn't buy any of those paper cut comics. I got the free comic book edition and <laughs> and then paper cuts because I complained so much. Paper cuts sent me like the first comic of that and <laughs> it still sucked. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste my money with uh-huh. it. So, I mean, cool. If it's, if it's a huge success, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. But like I said, I was really excited for those San Diego Comic-Con covers. I actually planned to frame them and, and put them up. That artwork was gorgeous. But 
you know, you can't really judge a book by its cover. And <laughs> and they had a mini story on the opposite side of those pages, and wasn't that great? So <laughs> there's only so much you can do with, with Mighty Morphin. Yeah. They had themselves over 150 episodes. It's like, okay, like how much more can you do in those storylines? I think that's my biggest complaint with Power Ranger comics. Mm-hmm especially today it's like there's only so much you can retread uh before you're stepping on other storylines and retelling others like there's only so much you can do with those teens so unless they start doing like team-ups with like batman or something i want no parts of this (laughs) that would be pretty cool power rangers versus predator Make that I, I would not be surprised if something like that happened. Uh, I was going to say, the, the writer of these new comics tweeted that Jason David Frank was his favorite and Mighty Morphin is his favorite, so it's like, I am definitely not going to be picking up these comics then. We might sound like jaded fans, but uh, don't get me wrong. Growing up, I loved Mighty Morphin. That's why I'm still into this, and nostalgia definitely plays a part into that, but I just get so sick of like the constant Mighty Morphin stuff. I get it, the legacy items, all this, blah, 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 and it's what people want the most, but eh, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. That's why I'm so excited for Dino Charge. Sure, it's dinosaurs, but it's new, and it's... yeah. HD and it's these actors are cool and they're interacting with fans on Periscope and they're doing awesome things with the fandom and I'm like that's why I'm excited for Power Rangers it's the new stuff and it's like wow the franchise is really energized again mm-hmm. not no pun intended <laughs> but you know what I mean it, and then when I see more Mighty Morphin stuff it's like okay that's cool I guess yeah. but yeah. I feel like they, with all that, they run the risk of it getting stale and backfiring on them. It could easily backfire yep. on them at like any second, pretty much, because they just keep forcing it at people. Look at any online comments, not just on the Ranger board or Ranger crew or anything like that, because that those are really the most passionate people in the fandom. If you're going to a message board to talk about Power Rangers uh-huh. and you're an adult, you're pretty hardcore into Power Rangers. But if you just look at the more like casual general audience stuff, you see a lot of mixed reactions to it, like on Facebook or even some of the casuals are like, Hey, it's, it's another mighty Morphin thing. whoop de doo <laughs> I'm just thinking of people that don't communicate regularly in the fandom, but it's getting to a point where you've have you have more fans of the show that didn't grow up on. Mighty exactly. Morphin. Mm-hmm. Because now we have entered that generational phase of Power Rangers. And cramming MMPR down our throats all the time. Sure, that may be the face of the brand and the the franchise that started all, but it just gets tiring after a while. I mean, look at the We Love Fine contest. Like, 90% of those are Mighty Morphin designs. And I'm just kind of like, Ugh, okay. You can, mm. you can only milk so much out of the MMPR generation. Right before they have to move on to another one. But will they move on to another one? Probably not. Right. I think it's up to kids and the younger audience to move on from Mighty Morphin. Mm -hmm. All right. That's going to close out this episode. So Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. Until next time, we'll uh, talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. It's the soldier times. <laughs> You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. 
you can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Truckee B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you're listening to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks. This has been another proud production of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You want to see more shows? Go check out www.fouredradio.com, you winkers.